0: I guess this is take two on recording a podcast um, in possibly a new direction that I'm headed. Uh, I remain, just like last week's episode, in the car as the rain ting- like tings on the roof. Um, it's kind of lovely, actually. Uh, I've been uh, managing some anemia recently. Um, I had pretty intense uh five weeks really almost five weeks of bleeding that landed me in the hospital with two blood transfusions um and thanks to those thank you blood donors um I'm feeling much better but I'm still really tired and so there's something about this sort of dark gray rainy day that feels really comforting to me um you know, when the day kind of matches your feels. That's what it feels like. And so here I am recording a second podcast um, in this new direction. And the thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, came up multiple times on coaching calls yesterday with clients. And I know a lot of the listeners here who found my abortion find my podcast because of abortions in their lives um what if is one of the biggest monsters in our heads and so 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 many of you struggle with the what ifs um and you scan back to the past you um oftentimes are beating yourself up over some possible what if Many of you attach to a what-if story that's a beautiful illusion. Um, What if I had kept that baby um, and gotten the job promotion and everything turned out fine? And those illusions feel really real in your head, and because they feel really real, that was just an example, obviously, <laughs> um, because they feel really real. They can also feel really painful because you run away with this uh, this illusion of a what-if story and everything else feels terrible against it. And what came up, I'm not in the house, so I can't see my notes exactly, but what came up yesterday um, as I was walking through some what-ifs with somebody was... You're totally allowed to what if. I mean, obviously, you're allowed to do anything you want to do. But (laughs) there's nothing wrong with the what if game. I think it's very natural. It's very human. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. And so when I say allowed, not allowed, I'm going to use the language. But obviously, you're allowed to do anything you want to do. What I invite you not to do. What in other words is what you're not allowed to do (laughs) should you desire well-being is pick one what if right you can't pick one what if and be okay if you're gonna play the what if game play it play it hard go all in what if um what if that had been a healthy baby And that child completed our family and went on to be, uh, you know, a famous scientist. Fine. Great. That's a beautiful illusion. Okay. What if that pregnancy had landed me in the hospital? That baby was in the NICU for three months. It destroyed my marriage. My family fell apart. If you're going to go in, and I don't just mean go back and forth, one, two, go all in. Now, the benefit of going all in on your what-ifs is that your brain starts to see, A, that it's making shit up. B, that there's so many ways to look at something. And when you have evidence that there's so many ways to look at something, you'll hear me talk about perspective a lot. This is perspective, right? When your brain starts to see there's evidence that there's so many ways to look at something, It becomes less attached to that one what-if illusion that's been haunting you. Brains always have a purpose. The what-if illusion that is haunting you or the couple... There is a purpose and I can't help you figure out what that is in a one-sided podcast, but in a coaching call, I can help you figure out what the purpose of that what if that leads you to beating yourself up, that leads you to catastrophizing your future, that leads you to lack of forgiveness. Um, I can help you figure out what that purpose is, but the brain always has a reason for doing what it's doing, even if the results it's getting are not actually helping you. It has a good intention that gets lost along the way. And so doing this exercise allows you to say like, okay, brain, like if you want to play the game, let's play the game. Let's look at all the ways this could have gone. Let's look at all the things that could happen. Let's um be realistic about the fact that we have no idea what the fuck's going to happen next or what the fuck could have happened if we'd gone down a different path. We have no idea. Let's stop pretending because the pretending is actually causing us harm. The pretending is giving us results in our life that are not serving us. And so if you're going to what if, what if purposefully. Maybe that will be the title of this podcast. What ifing purposefully um throw it all out there let yourself really understand that there's so much possibility there's so much unknown there's so such a wide variety of perspectives that the only way forward is to start choosing. What is the what if that, that leads me to a result that I want? And this is where we take ownership of what's happening in our brain. This is where we choose the what if that leads us to a feeling that guides us toward different actions in our life. So instead of the action of beating myself up, Perhaps the it's the action of um, seeking and observing opportunity. Um, once we see how many what ifs are possible, we can purposefully choose which one is going to help me get where I want to go. Where is it? What is the result that I want? To feel better, to access peace, to be present with my family again, to go after my dreams. What's the what if that's going to get me there? what's the what if that will give me the results that i want um again this can be really specific to um to each of you uniquely and your your brains your minds your what ifs and obviously your goals dreams and desires but many of the like if i took out client notes past client notes The what ifs are super common. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but none of you are that unique. (laughs) They're all very similar. So you are not alone in thinking all these what ifs, and most of them are trash, but they are what ifs. You're not wrong when you tell me what if blah, 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 blah. Uh, That is absolutely a possibility. Um, but for most of you, the what ifs in your head are not serving you the way that they can to get you to live the life that you made your abortion choices for. So that's what I have for you today. Please book a call. Let's talk. A, really be shocked what one call can do to help you shift out of some of your thinking. Many of you continue to book calls. Um I want to help you figure this out i want to help you live the life you made your choices for you deserve that and um i know i can help you get there quick little follow-up here because i am releasing this um i think a full week after i recorded it maybe longer actually the my the timeline of my life has been really strange lately if you follow me on social media you've caught bits and pieces of that um i told you in the in this episode about the blood transfusions and then this past week i landed back in the hospital for two nights because my bleeding came back so it was just this journey of finding the right hormones um to stop my bleeding long enough that I can have a hysterectomy which is scheduled for tomorrow (laughs) so I'm so super excited um six weeks ago I had no idea even even less than that four weeks ago um three weeks ago I had no idea that this would be a surgery that was coming up on me so quickly but here we are um it's scheduled for tomorrow it got moved up from an October 2nd date after my last hospital stay um I did get back home after two nights with the bleeding stopped um thanks to uh thanks to progesterone, um, twice a day. If I miss, if I miss a dose, even by a couple hours, the bleeding starts again. So I'm really like, that is keeping me, (laughs) is keeping me, I want to say alive, but you know, it's not like I would die. If I started bleeding again, I would go back to the hospital and you know, they would take care of me. But Progesterone right now is my very best friend to stop the bleeding. Unfortunately, as is the case with medicine, our bodies are very intricate, complicated systems, and I also have asthma. <laughs> what I didn't realize, and does not happen to most people prescribed progesterone, or I don't know if this happens with other other hormones to stop bleeding, but um about two doses in my asthma kicked up like nobody's business like really I I do have a um like a as needed inhaler that I use maybe four times a year um perhaps if I get sick or if my allergies are really bad or if I just it's just like not that common that I use my inhaler but I always have it around and you know I do have asthma so when I started needing my inhaler like every one to two hours which is not safe by the way don't do that (laughs) um but I I that is what I was doing to get through the night that I was having um and I called in the morning and they were like, oh, this is not what we predicted and totally a bummer, but we can't stop the progesterone or you're going to start bleeding again, which is true because like I said, even just a couple hours late, like I took it late that morning because I, with the asthma being as bad as it was, I didn't know what to do. So I waited in case they told me to stop and um, I really, I really can't stop taking that. So now As I was saying, as is the case with modern medicine and the complexity of our human bodies, sometimes one thing that helps creates other problems. Um, And so now I'm on another medication to manage the breathing. But all this is really very temporary solution to get me to tomorrow's surgery. Um, I had pre-op blood work, which showed that my... um, Hemoglobin is actually gone up since my stay in the hospital. Now I think that was I've been home for 2 nights. So my body despite how crazy this has been is actually, you know, it's pretty healthy even just in 2 days. Um my my body is producing what it needs to get me back up to normal. I'm not quite there, but um but it's working in my favor. So I'm going into the surgery um, with a little bit better blood cl- count than I had a few days ago. I am so excited for this surgery. Everyone I've talked to has said hysterectomy was the best decision I ever made. Um, like I said, I did not think it would be one I would be making. Well, really ever, but definitely not so soon. Um, but now that we're here, I'm, I, I just have a feeling that I'm going to feel so much better (laughs) when this is over than I have for the last month, which has been really, really hard. So that is my probably way too wordy health update um, to add to this podcast. But then also, um, it really does apply. Like when you're in the thick of it and you're scared or you're frustrated or you're feeling the feels of... um, of a like more acute situation like I've been in it's hard to keep your head screwed on straight it's hard to um balance the the yucky thoughts but it's so so valuable I keep coming back to my phone screensaver which is my three p's um and just focusing on those five things that help me stay grounded. So make sure you go to my website and download that or send me a message if you don't have it. It's, it's really a lifesaver. Um, and then, in terms of the what ifing, which was the topic of, of this episode, um, and I need to stop talking because I'm losing my breath. <laughs> um, I. I really like part of me just feels like a really strong intuitive sense that things are going to get so much better once I get through this rough patch. I hope I'm right about that. If not, um you know, we'll we'll deal with whatever consequences come up. But I do keep offering myself beautiful what if thoughts to think and um They really do help me stay balanced because, yeah, sure, there's lots of what if things that can go wrong, um, but there's lots of what if things that can go right, and right now those are my light. (laughs) And so, um, I really, really am just living and breathing this work right now. I don't know where I would be without having been without being so well practiced in all the tools that I teach and use with you um like a whole bunch of other things I've been doing just flooded into my mind but like I said I'm starting to lose my breath so I am gonna wrap this up and just say um take what you can from this episode and make sure that if you are doing a lot of what if in your head you start thinking about like where is this leading me um is there a way I can change this pattern in a way that's useful right like it's perfectly normal to keep asking yourself what if and then the thing that most people are not doing is to um, expand on that go deeper into it and what if purposefully so I will see you all on the other well I'll talk to you all hear you all connect with you some privately everyone's been so supportive on this journey um like really truly truly amazing I'm so grateful for all the love and support I've gotten um I will connect with you next time without a uterus actually that's not true because I think I already recorded a podcast for you but (laughs) next week I'm sure I will produce for you a little follow-up to whatever I had planned for next week and give you my surgery update. So um, many of you who are listening are going to go through this stage. I think I am a a little bit on the younger side to be hitting these weird perimenopause symptoms, including this heavy bleeding. Um, But Many of you listening who were born with uteruses are going to move through um, this strangely hormonally shifting time in our lives. And so I hope that the more I share, the easier it makes it for other people to move through um, their weird, wacky symptoms when they face them. All right. Talk to you soon.